TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This hour is sponsored by McFarlane Energy. Heating or cooling, you can always depend on McFarlaneEnergy.com. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Do you expect... J.C. Jackson to be on the Patriots roster for 2022. I do, and I think it might be the franchise tag because if you're going to pay him market value, it's going to be upwards of $20 million a year. That's the Jalen Ramsey deal. Five years, $100 million is what he signed. He might not get to that level, but he'll get damn close just from conversations I've had with executives across the league, and I'm not sure that that's necessarily going to be feasible for the Patriots. So it might be one year on the tag and done for J.C. Jackson. Oh, it's 2-2. Two, 2-2-2. Two. Two, two, two. It's KJ on WEEI with you. Thank you so much for hanging out. Justin, let it drop. Yeah. I mean, this only comes again in 200 years, so why not celebrate Numero 2? Thank you for hanging out. W-E-E-I Late Night. It's KJ. And Bill Perry is absolutely right on early edition. Look, J.C. Jackson and his future with the Patriots is staring him in the face. I'm talking about Bill Belichick. And while the one-year franchise tag sounds really good, but I think there are ways to say, you know what? You can get this guy his money because there'll be plenty of money, a plethora of money for the Patriots next year. So my suggestion is maybe you start culling the herd early. Pull a Brad Stevens. Look, J.C. Jackson is due for a massive payday. Drew Rosenhaus is his agent, so that could be a good thing because if Drew got Bill to give Ocho Cinco a chance, you know, Drew may be able to get J.C. Jackson a good deal from Bill. It depends on what day of the week it is. So you you got to believe that J.C. Jackson is going to be looking for a top five deal amongst cornerbacks in the league. So to put that in perspective, Tredavious White is number six at four years, $69 million, and the Dolphins' Xavier Howard is five at five years, $75 million. So with Jackson, the Pats may be looking at talk somewhere around five years, $80 million, putting his annual at 16 per, which would be a million more than Howard annually and a million less than White. And then Jackson would be able to make the argument that he's performed just as high at a level as an undrafted player than White as a first-rounder and uh, Howard as a high second-rounder. J.C. Jackson has a legit case to get his money, and, and I think Bill should really consider doing it now. Now, the Pats only have $7 million in cap space, so pieces would have to be moved or released. 
and I, I would be upset if they were. So this year's total cap is two hundred two million. Twenty twenty three one oh eight. Why, why, why wait for the future and what you could do now, Bill? Because if you peel off Jonu Smith and Aguilar now, that's twenty seven million off of the cap. Twenty seven million. Now, Devin McCourty's contract voids on March 16th. The Pats don't resign. That's another $6 million in cap space. So if you're bad at math like I was, trust me when I tell you, 27 plus 6 is $33 million. Remember, J.C. Jackson, maybe $16 million per year. Now, all the talk with Bill's been going on is like, look, okay, you got the J.C. Jackson situation going on. You know you need to get more weapons for Mac Jones. And Tommy Curran on his podcast was saying, like, look, you know, the whole Bill We Trust thing is kind of up in the air right now. But it's interesting. There's a lot on the plate of the guy, and it has nothing to do with his birth date. It has everything to do with what's the ascension. And and so many people are, like, ah, I'm Bill We Trust. He's always got a plan. What was the plan of quarterback other than keeping your fingers crossed and having the best guy for you fall into your lap? Was that serendipity or was that grand design with Mac Jones? What was the plan at tight end other than spend crazy after not doing anything? What was the plan at wide receiver other than trying nickel and diamond and bringing Cordero Patterson or Philip Dorsett or Antonio Brown or Mohamed Sanu? What are the plans? We give way too much credit, I think, at times to Bill Belichick's pressured planning and not realizing that the planning over the last six years hasn't been awesome, drafting included. Thank you. Yeah, it's KJ here, late night on WEEI, 617-779-7937, or the text line, 37937. Do you think too much is going on for Bill to get it right between J.C. Jackson and what you're going to do in the offense? The defense has to be addressed beyond J.C. Jackson, coaching staff. It's a lot in front of a team that's kind of, it's still kind of in transition you almost have to say that, hey, while it was great that the team, you know, won 10 games last year, do you see everything returning, producing at the same level when things are getting older or people are getting older? Now, with the math so far, I've been able to cut $33 million. That would be Jonu Smith, Nelson Aguilar at 27. Look, they, they've only got one more year, so why stick around and have them try and prove that they deserve to be here just for them to leave because they did so well there last year. Like, cut bait now. Then Devin McCourty, I mean, look, you hate to see him go, but at this point you have to say, is this part of the future plan? And is does that, you know, how does the team get younger? Then you got Nikhil Harry. That's $3 million in space. Anybody want to raise their hand and object to that? Oh. All your hands went up so fast. (laughs) I'm kidding. And then you got a bunch of players, guys in the one million cap range. Stidham is in that area. Maybe about four or five of them. So altogether, you could probably pick up about forty million in savings this season with no major real moves. Now you would have cash for Jackson's deal. And more room to sign a free agent or two with the cap of about ten to twelve million. My math teacher would be proud. This doesn't involve geometry, 
Algebra is just simple addition and subtraction. Isn't that the best math, Justin? Yeah, like today's two, 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 two. It's easy because it's all twos. Yeah, exactly. Man, I hope you're doing well. I, I don't know if there's supposed to be something special that happens in the sky, but you ever heard this saying that when all the digits on the clock are the same, you're supposed to make a wish? Have you ever heard that? Don't they call them like angel numbers or something? Yeah, angel numbers. But, you know, I guess I guess even 666 technically would be an angel number, but that would be a cast-out angel. <laughs> Just saying. Pick your angel. But look. The Patriots may have a bit of wiggle room to do some things. But I do wonder if Bill Belichick is going to put in the effort now and not wait until 2023 where $100 million peels off of the deal. But at that point, you might be looking at a team that also performed poorly in 2022 with, you know, with the lowering cap number. So it would like... do. Do you want to see, like, Rebuild 2.0 going into 2023? Or should this momentum start right now? And the answer is it start right now. Cut bait with those who did not perform last year. The reason why he gave him a two-year deal is to see if the dog can run into the woods and make it out of the woods. A couple of dogs ain't making it out of the woods with this team. And they're taking up a big chunk. But as I've said, is when I was here last night, that I think there's a part of Bill... That's really kind of, you know, subliminally working on his, you know, his exit plan. I mean, it's a smart thing to do if you've been with an organization 20-odd years. It may take you three or four to really kind of line up everything you want to do in a row secretly. Just so that way when the day hits and you walk in, you know, one, it's not a complete surprise to the franchise. And two, you know, they can have a, a, a considerable amount of time to do their exit plan. Then a song came to my head. Hit it, Justin! Has Bill Belichick started his exit plan by not addressing, I don't know, the offensive coordinator position? I don't blame you, Bill. A five-year plan in Shula's record sounds nice. So I'm going to take you back to my A&T days. Shout out to all the Aggies who were rocking that Nevermind on campus. Belichick, this one's for you because it seems like Bill's through. Bill, what you gonna do? We know you wanna make Shula number two. You know what the fan base is going through. Manage expectations, hey, that's on you. Tired, well, this sucks. And the offense he will run. And he won't choose anyone now that Josh McDaniel's gone. But we all know what that means. We all know what that means. Bill's through. He's tired, both his sons. And the offense he will run. And he won't choose anyone now that Josh McDaniel's gone. But we all know what that means. We all know what that means. Bill Screws. I told you black dudes can rock out. And Bill, <laughs> it's obvious you're ready to go. But I don't blame you. Joe Judge runs the offense. That can't be true. 
That's worse than Jason Garrett on fourth and two. New blood is what we need to come through. Mac can't be a star, but what you're gonna do? But he's higher both his son and the offense he will run. And he won't choose anyone now that Josh McDaniel's gone. But we all know what that means. All know what that means. Bill's through higher both his son and the offense he will run. And he won't choose anyone now that Josh McDaniel's gone. But we all know what that means. 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 Bill's through. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Woo! I work hard for this money. Yeah, do you really think that? I think half of Bill's brain is like, okay, what are the players we can bring in? The other half of Bill's brain is like, gosh, I really hear Turks and Caicos is really beautiful at this time. <laughs> like all this planning, everything, like you hear it talked about with players. Like, how do you get up the energy in the offseason? Now, I've been one that says, over the last couple of years, I think Bill should have chosen who the next coach was and just go up to the GM booth, reduce some of that burnout. But now you you got J.C. Jackson, a top-five quarterback. And, and you know, at this point, when you just throw a franchise tag on a guy, and the way the social media is, it's like, come on, wasn't the guy kind of already franchise tagged by not being drafted? Like, give him his money. I can see if it's a first-round guy that you took at five and, you know, some in-between things, you pick up the fifth-year option, and then then when you have to come to the table, then maybe do the fran- – why, why franchise tag a guy who wasn't even drafted? I, at least I helped out, at least with counting some of the money. I, we'll continue. Plus, there are some free agents that have popped up. Maybe some trades. We'll look at that. Right now, it's time to trend here on Late Night with WEEI. Hit it, Justin. Marloni and Fourier. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. According to Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston, J.C. Jackson told him that the Patriots have not been in touch with him about a new contract since the end of the season. We all know what it means. (laughs) But... Jackson did add that he'd be open to playing under the franchise tag if the oh, Patriots decide don't give to up go. Your leverage, man. You're undrafted. Get your money. Well, the Patriots still have until March 8th to apply the franchise tag if they so choose to. And the MLB and MLPA met again today in an effort to save baseball. The MLB has said if a new CBA deal is not done by February 28th, then opening day will be delayed. The two sides are scheduled to meet again tomorrow. This is day number 82 with a lockout. Fun fact, KJ. In other MLB news, according to ESPN's Buster Olney, there is a, quote, growing belief that Freddie Freeman will not return to the Braves. And finally, the Boston Celtics signed forwards Malik Fitz and Keelan Martin to 10-day contracts. Fitz spent time with the Jazz this season, and Martin has played in 27 games for the Pacers. These deals leave the Celtics with one open spot on the 15-man roster. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to WEEI Late Night. On WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Late night, W-E-E-I. It's KJ, 617-779-7937. Yeah, it's 2-22-2022. So it's the two of us. We're on our way home, folks. We're on our way home. All these numbers coming. All these numerologists say, I told you the world's about to end. When was the last time you had 2 22 Like, 1922. We're on our way home, yes. You know, still to come, I'm going to get into this Bruce Arians, Antonio Brown, uh, Tom Brady fiasco that kind of bubbled up and got ugly with a tweet from Antonio Brown that almost kind of makes Antonio Brown not look as wrong. That's in three minutes. But I want to continue on what the Patriots could be looking at if Bill makes some moves. Like This is all under the assumption that Bill is all in. You know, we've seen that already with the coaches. I'll just handle it. Oh, my God. So just to kind of recover what we were talking about in the previous break, that if you say, John U. Smith, thank you, you're gone. Uh, if you say, Nelson Aguilar, thank you, you're gone. That's $27 million. If you don't resign Devin McCourty, that's another $6 million that frees up. Then a handful of guys that are around the million spot that they're, they're number four on depth charts are not even getting anywhere near the field like Jared Stidham you can pretty much get together savings of $40 million. And with J.C. Jackson being the real kind of main issue, uh, my argument was, look, he's probably looking for a deal around 16 a year, five years, $80 million. Put him in the top five of uh, cornerbacks getting paid. So I, I, I think that would be a fair number from him, and I think that would be a way to show J.C. Jackson that we're moving money around for you versus just slapping a, franchise tag on them and the price is going to go up you know as as they say yesterday's price wasn't it's not today's price so it would leave room so that 40 million you'd say okay you give 16 to jc jackson you got about another 24 million you could spend 
So now you can you can address the receiver situation. And Calvin Ridley with the Atlanta Falcons is an intriguing story because played five games last season and decided to take a mental health break from the game and he's got one year left on his deal. And you almost wonder, like, at $11 million a year, um, he's kind of on a prove-it on his last year. And I think Atlanta's saying, well, if he doesn't want to play here, we need to probably move on from the player and get something in return. Maybe a second-round pick from the Patriots. So now you got a guy for $11 million plus JC's 16, that's 27. So my math says we still have about $13 million to spend. Okay, so the only concern I would have with Calvin, Calvin Ridley in New England is the intensity of the fan base. Let's just be honest what it is. If he doesn't perform well, I don't know how that bodes well. But if he performs well, then everybody will say, what a great find. He'll be worshipped. It, it would be good for negotiations, as I mentioned, where the cap, Space, uh, the cap hit goes from 202 for the Patriots this year down to 108 in 2023. So now, if you have a guy who proves himself, who's clearly a 1A, that's what he was designed to be brought in for. Julio Jones kind of took the back seat once Julio Jones left for for Tennessee. Calvin Ridley only plays five games and then sits out the season. So keep Calvin Ridley on your radar. He caught 90 balls in 2020. That, my friend, is what you call a number one receiver. Juju Smith-Schuster. I mentioned him last night, and sure enough, his new his name popped up in the news. Justin, I think they listened that late night. You know, and what they say? What come? What's done in the dark will come out in the light. Well, Juju Smith-Schuster's made most of his money in signing bonus, and that could be very advantageous if the Patriots want to approach him. Uh, maybe a structure that could be in place where Schuster uh, Smith-Schuster could get a deal. Say five million in salary and five million in signing bonus as a look see. So if he performs well, there's a ton of cap space to address his long term future with the Patriots. I don't know if he was still at the number one area right now, but if he can return to eighty percent of what he was showing three years ago, you have a very solid number two. And now you may be talking about Calvin Ridley, Juju Smith Schuster. As two of your receivers before we, and you still have Kendrick Bourne, and of course you still have uh, Jacoby Myers. So now you're like, okay, maybe Jacoby Myers moves into that slot position because he has Max Trust. That's Max's favorite receiver outside of Hunter Henry, but we're talking receivers. So maybe you you slide him into the slot, and now you have someone who's who's got to be watched coming out of the slot, and you've got two receivers who have to be paid attention to. Uh, at all times in Calvin Ridley and Juju Smith-Schuster. So now, wow, this Patriots team looks pretty pretty good. So because now you, you've saved some money, you can turn your attention to the draft. Okay? And this is very bold, and I think, why not? As my wife says, the worst thing they can tell you is no. David Ajabo. Now listen. He's known as the one that played on the other side of Aiden Hendrickson, uh, Hutchinson in Michigan. And he'll go at the top of the draft. Aiden Hutchinson will probably go one or two. People are starting to take flyers on Ojabu to go in the top ten. But dude is raw force. Put him on the opposite side of the line of Matt Judon. And now, does Josh Allen just decide to go ahead and run off to the right? 
with to a guy who's so raw and just runs over. He could run over offensive linemen right now. I mean, just listen to some of the stuff they're saying about Ojabo's weaknesses, and this is crazy. He's inexperienced who's only had a full year of college football. <laughs> you know what that says to me? Is that, okay, this guy doesn't have the mistakes that might be in his DNA where his high school coaches and, and you know, seven-on-seven seven coaches are just kind of like, you know what, I'm not going to tell this kid what not to do. Look what he can do. He's only played one year of college football. He relies on his physical gifts alone for the most part. Uh, that's called coaching. If I would rather him uh, have have a bunch of muscles and can run over people, and you can work on his technique than a person who's got technique can can't get past people. What can you teach him then? Said he's inconsistent in the run defense, and he hasn't learned the nuances of the game. Well, if he's on the edge, hey, make sure that guy doesn't cut the corner. Start there. We'll need to improve his hand use where he sometimes looks undisciplined. Okay, you've heard some coaches say, I would rather know that I've got a guy rushing the passer and maybe gets a hand, an illegal hands to the face, but that left tackle is laying on the ground. Or if you're going after Josh Allen, where everything for him goes to the right and the right tackle is usually not as strong as your left. Oh, oh boy, give me that. So you're like, okay, KJ, it's great that you would want that. How do you get that? Offer Jalen Mills the 21st pick and the first pick in 2023. Now, remember, there's a ton of cap space in 2023. You can go shopping. You don't even have to care. The idea is you want to be able to put a great team on the field that can advance further in the playoffs. So if you're giving up a first rounder in 2023, you're hoping that it's like pick 28 or 29. 32, if, if the Lord blesses. For the number three pick, which you would take a job with, and the 80th pick in the third round because Houston will have two, two, two picks in the third round. Now, here's the, here's the crazy thing. So you're like, okay, well, what, what, if you don't get the J.C. chance, or if you're giving up Jalen Mills, like, what, what are you going to do for cornerback? There are 10, 10 cornerbacks who are expected to go before Pick 80 in the draft this year. So if you feel like you can get one of the top 10 cornerbacks, and let's say if you feel like you can coach them up better than some of the guys that may get picked fifth or sixth or seventh, then my goodness, you've gotten a deal. Third rounder. This is the specialty of the team. Houston was absolutely horrible against the pass last year. They're going to need a corner to stop somebody because they can't stop anybody from getting off of the corner. Houston has been throttled. They need experience. Jalen Mills would only have one more year left on the deal. So, you know, hey, it's great while you were here, but if you're going to sign J.C. Jackson, which I think you should do now, don't wait for the franchise tag. Do it now. Potentially move Jalen Mills. 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. It's KJ Late Night. Still to come in honor of today being... 2-2-2-2002. Justin, we are going to celebrate some of Boston's most notorious number twos and some number twos who they match up with in president's history. And you know because, there's plenty. Yeah, there's plenty. Yeah. So this is so these are people who almost saw the presidency or could be a vice president or candidate. 
So we're going to match up some sports figures and how, like, their doppelganger or whatever that calls doppelganger. I don't know what I don't Do- think it's doppelganger. Doppelganger. That's what it is. That sounds very dangerous and almost, you know, something that you can like dump out of. But <laughs> seriously, um, it's going to be a lot of fun celebrating two two two. That's coming up at nine forty five here on late night with KJ. All right, so the other thing that has to be addressed on the defense is the inside linebacker core. Dante Hightower, 32 years old. Uh, It just seems like, you know, time catches up with everyone and that happens. Well, how about Drew Rosenhaus also represents free agent inside linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. Last year with the Browns, 112 tackles in 13 games and the starter of the previous two seasons in Indy. Made three million last year while Hightower was getting eight million last year with only sixty-four tackles. Walker is only twenty-six. So the Patriots could surprise some by signing Juju Smith Schuster, offer a second round pick for Calvin Ridley, trade Jalen Mills and this year's and next year's first rounder for Houston's number three, take a, a, a jabo. Sign a legit free agent inside linebacker that gets you tackles and younger. Shed a pieces, a couple of pieces acquired last year. Get J.C. Jackson signed. And again, if you need a cornerback in the draft, they've got 10 of them graded to go by pick 80, which is the pick that you would get from Houston, their second second round pick. And remember, remember when the Patriots traded a second-round pick to the Falcons for Mohamed Sanu? Oh, God. Well, Ridley would be an upgrade for Mohamed Sanu. You think? Yeah, it was like, it's like Mohamed who? <laughs> because it was, you know, like, uh, it was, it, 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 you know, the thing was, Sanu was never a number one. And so that's where Bill, I think, was kind of say, okay, well, we, he could be the number one here guy. The, get the number, a, a number one here. But Honestly, you, the Falcons might owe it to the Patriots for that trade to just give them Ridley for the second. Because man, no one, no one is crying for Bill Belichick right now. But if they know that Calvin Ridley has one year left, he, he's due eleven this year, and if he performs well in Atlanta, but may turn around and say, "I don't want to be here," Atlanta would be caught flat-footed. But if you give him a second-round pick in this year's draft and say, "Hey, we'll take that money off of your hands," and you know, they may even ask for something conditional later on. You know, say, like, okay, we'll give you two this year and a two next year for Calvin Ridley with the belief that says, hey, you know, this guy, if he just needs a change of scenery, it's happened for some others here in New England when they've come here, that this guy can turn it around and he is a legit, legit 1A receiver. There would not have to be any type of conversion going on with him. Like with Sanu, you were thinking like, okay, you're going to be running the primary routes. Like, okay, I, I've seen I've seen Julio do this, uh, but I don't know. Like, no, Calvin Ridley is that guy. And this would be an opportunity to get someone, have the look-see right there, and then have plenty of cap space in 2023 if the guy performs for you. All right. The story with Antonio Brown and Bruce Arians, let's just call that the primary story because that's where the – Genesis of the entire explosion happened. It's gotten it's gotten even more interesting, and Tom Brady's being dragged into this. So here's Rick Stroud in, in Tampa with, uh, on his podcast saying, "Look, Tom, according to some sources, may have not been happy with Bruce Arians not being part of things day to day. Check it out." 
Brady probably wished that could have been handled differently. He needed Antonio Brown, and he needed him on the Sunday against the Rams. You know, he, he needed them against New Orleans when they lost 9 nothing and could have, got, could have got the number one seed in a bye. And, and I think, you know, when you're throwing to Brashard Perriman for a touchdown to win the game in overtime, when you're throwing to Cyril Grayson to come back, you know, from a deficit against the Jets up there at MetLife, you got to be thinking, man, if I just had one of my guys to go with Mike Evans, if I just, you know, if I had Antonio, but we fired him and we fired him in the press conference after the game, you know, against the Jets, like first thing Bruce Arian said, he's done. He's no longer a buck. And if I had to guess, and I haven't talked to anybody, that probably really got to Brady because he, he had invested a lot in Antonio Brown. You know, he, he had stuck his neck out pretty long for him, and it had paid off. You know, he caught one of the four touchdowns in the Super Bowl, and he, you know, had no troubles throughout the eight weeks and all that. But I think he probably wished that they could have found a way to calm Brown down, to let him finish out the season, and he could have been the difference in winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree because – it's one thing for, you know, kind of the buddy rom-com that's existed between Brady and Gronk, which I think, at, you know, at the end of the day, they do have their own separate lives. But I think when it came to Antonio Brown, this was a guy that Tom invested personal, personal feelings into. This was Tom after the Jets incident. If you're just play, you're taking you back. I've known Antonio for a couple of years now, you know, pretty closely. And I would just say I, I love him. I care about him. And I have a lot of compassion. I have a lot of empathy for the things that are happening in his life. It's a lot of challenges we all face from time to time. I think the best thing is to have a support system, even outside of football, because again, yeah, we are football players. We're athletes. We give everything we can on the field, but we also have off-field lives too. And, um, and I'm going to continue to do everything I can to try to you know, be a great friend and supportive to Antonio and the things he's going through. Okay, so what Stroud is saying that's recently happened and going back and hearing what Tom had said about how he's felt about Antonio feeds into the narrative that I believe that Tom was kind of hijacked when Arians kicked Antonio Brown off the team. Because if you remember how everything was laying out, uh, Godwin went down, Mike Evans was hurt, Fournette was out. But people still said as long as he had Gronk and A.B., I would put my money on Tom getting them to the Super Bowl again. But then Bruce Arians fires him during the game. And you remember the initial narrative was that Antonio Brown had quit. And then there was that weird couple of days was like, well, if a dude quit, but he's still on the, wait, how does that happen? How's he still on the team two, three days later if he quit? I'll bring uh, accountability. So, Antonio Brown, this is him right after the Jets game on, like, his feelings about Tom. Because this is going left suddenly. Why don't you follow Tom Brady? Is there something? No, nah, it's not personal, man. Tom is actually my friend, one of my close friends. But, you know, like, like Ball was saying, what are you saying I work at McDonald's? You see what I'm saying? Some people have a different definition of friend. Because when I say you, I'm your friend, that means I got your back. I mean, to me, though, that's what a friend means. But a friend is not like that, in, you know, in this world and how we live in. And, you know, we play professional sports. Like, not everybody in sports is going to be your friend. 
Tom Brady's my friend. Why? Because I'm a good football player. He need me to play football, right? These guys called me to win the Super Bowl, not for the toilet bowl. They didn't say, A.B., we having problems with the toilet over here in Tampa. You think you could uh, flush the down and help us out? No, they called me and said, hey, A.B., we need you to win the Super Bowl. They did need A.B. When you look at how everything played out, I don't think the Bucks lose to the Rams with A.B. because I don't think it would have been as much of a struggle for time to come down from 27-3 with Antonio Brown. I mean, gosh, it was like molasses, the Bucks trying to move that ball that day. So Antonio Brown, a little further after that, goes on Real Sports and claims that, look, the franchise knew that he was not doing well. Arians claims that at halftime then, you were upset about not getting more balls thrown your way. True or false? Is he lying? False. It's not worrying about the ball. Tom Brady is my guy. He's the reason I'm on Tampa Bay, so I know I'm going to get the ball. You were not complaining about the times you were targeted? Nah. I'm going to get the ball, man. I'm Antonio Brown. I, you know, I'm a receiver. I, I get the ball. You know? I get and that. Plus, but, I, but could, I got a million dollars on the line that I had to reach, sir. The bonus money, I'm not, you know, I've been in around the NFL for 12 years, man. I got plenty of money, a whole lot of money. The principle of this, this uh, situation here is as a football player, a coach understood that I was hurt, and in the midst of not being able to do what I need to do to work for him, he's telling me, get the F out of here. You're done. And then he went straight nuclear on Instagram, Antonio Brown did. He says, they tried to hurt me intentionally, tags the Buccaneers. He says, sent me out there after knowing I was still hurt, Tom said he would throw if I came to play hurt. I came. He didn't throw it. Imagine being hurt, having to play through this and being lied to. Coach said if I couldn't run on this, get the blank out of here. Blank all you Malonian Fourier's. Oh, MFs. Still can't stop me at NFL. Now he's put Tom in the mix. Claims that Tom was the last hope or rope that Antonio Brown would hold on to and show up. And now he's saying that Tom lied to him, knowing that he was hurt. It's a tough story to follow, actually. But <laughs> congratulations, Tom, on your retirement. <laughs> you thought you were going to go out on the sunset. But it just doesn't happen that way. It's KJ Late Night, 617-779-7937. We'll get to some of your text messages here shortly. Plus, we celebrate some of the biggest number twos in the history of Boston. Next. Thanks for hanging out. Now back to it. WEEI Late Night. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Late Night. WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. It's KJ 617-779-7937 or the text line 37937. We still got Celtics to talk about. Plus, um, it's 2-2-2-2-2 day. Now, and it's on a Tuesday, no less. But Justin, I just realized something. This absolute true story. So my father was a chemical engineer before he retired for a major corporation. And he finished second in his high school class. 
I finished my graduating number in high school was two, two, two. And so I always tell my dad that just proves I'm three times the man that you will ever be. So, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's the chemical engineer. I taught. Those are fighting words. Yeah, with the old man, you got to be careful. Yeah, there was no drinking involved. This is not like you know, like oh yeah, you think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? You think you're better than me? Is that what your mother told you? You think you're better than me? Yeah, that 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 didn't go in my house. It's just bad humor. Two 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 isn't that bad. Uh, when there's three 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 kids in your class, I'm totally kidding. No, it wasn't that bad. You know, but um, (laughs) my daughter almost hit the four four four. I was just like, okay, but but to prove it. Like, my daughter has a master's degree, and, and she wouldn't be mad if I told this story. But, like, I was like, how did you finish ahead of only, like, 40 kids in your high school? That's, I mean, it's a great story of just saying, you know, hey, look, you can you can achieve things in this world and finish ahead of people who are pretty much heading towards, I don't know, the penitentiary? Okay, I'm sorry. Text line, 37937. Uh, let's go ahead and get some uh, text read uh, from earlier in the show. So this one from the 603, I think this was when you were talking about the Calvin Ridley, Juju Smith-Schuster moves. What about a Michael Thomas trade? He wants out of New Orleans. I think that money is going to be too rich for the blood. You know, you're talking about if you're going to bring somebody in, you've got to keep that number under $12 million. So the last thing you want to do is bring in a guy who's going to expect a lot of money and be unhappy again. So, I mean, I understand the Michael Thomas thought, but, you know... I just think the money is just going to be too high. All right, next one. This one from the 413. Doesn't Bill usually let free agents go out and see what they are offered and either match it or he lets them go in, in the terms of J.C. Jackson here? Yeah, but that would be playing with fire because you know that J.C. Jackson may be, honestly, a top three corner in the league, maybe top three or four, and will settle probably for five, six money. You know, I think, you know, when you're an undrafted guy, you know, there's just so many things you're thankful for already. You don't want to be greedy, but you also want to be appreciated as well. So I don't think I don't think him asking for 16 over five years, you know, 16 per at five years, so five years, 80 million, is not going to break the bank. And it puts him in a range where, you know, what is the quarterback, what does the cornerback number look like in two or three years? And now you might be talking about, you know, guys in the 20s and 22s, and you don't have to pay that. So... Why wait another year to have to pay him more money? You know, look at Dak Prescott, right? Like they waited too long that by the time they finally decide to pay him, they had to they've paid him so much more. They could have paid him like a hundred million over four years. And now they're paying him like, oh, like almost two hundred like two hundred over five, you know, spread out over five. So I think JC Jackson is one of those people's like, if you come to him and say, We want to make you a top five paid corner, he'd say yes. All right, one more. This one from the 832. I just looked it up. This is actually Houston, Texas. So this is kind of embarrassing hearing it from presumably a Texans fan. Jacoby Myers wouldn't even be on most teams' rosters. He'd be on your roster. (laughs) I mean, mean, like, that's that's why I put up there, like, hey, David Ajobo, like, Houston is not going to invest in someone like him. Like, just take Jalen Mills and some draft picks. Figure out what you're going to do with the Deshaun Watson situation. Enjoy your Davis Mills days. You know, so, I I mean, well, in fairness, he may just have a Houston cell phone number. But, you know, the truth of the matter is Jacoby Myers was on the field last year. And I'm saying, you know, look, if you move him to the number three, then you have a very solid number three there. So, you know, I mean, you got to give it to Jacoby Myers, too. Look, 
Nikhil Harry was everything pretty much coming out of college as a wide receiver. Jacoby Myers was a quarterback coming out of college and figured out I'd probably have to do something else. I mean, he out hustled, he's out hustled Nikhil Harry. So, you know, be careful what you sneeze at because it may not be pepper you're inhaling. All right. It is now time for the infamous number twos in the history of Boston. Hit it, Justin. Yes, these following sports figures are kind of known as a number two in the pantheon of things, but they also have similarities with some number twos in government in the history of politics. So I start with Drew Bledsoe, who is Michael Dukakis. See, after Drew signed his big contract, it looked like he was going to be a landslide. Drew was going to be the long-term face of the Pats and leaders of the team. Meanwhile, all Dukakis had to do was show strength, remind people who he was about to replace in office. He would have won. And then came the tank. For Bledsoe, it was Mo Mo Lewis. For Dukakis, it was an actual damn tank. Drew's career changed after he ran out of bounds, and Dukakis' presidential chances were knocked out when his opponents ran that ad. Jimmy G. Garoppolo is Ted Kennedy. Let's put it this way. Jimmy G. had to live in the shadow of Tom Brady, but there were some that wanted him to be the guy instead of Brady. Okay, that was Bill. And for Ted, his brothers held down the presidency and the DOJ at the same time. That's gangster. And a year later, there were some people that wanted Ted to be president instead of the current president at the time in his own party, Jimmy Carter. Well, Jimmy G got his chance to go to San Francisco while Ted continued his near-lifelong service as a senator. The only difference between the two is that if you ask the 49er fans if it feels like Jimmy G is driving that franchise off a cliff, the answer would be yes. Mike Greenwell for the old heads is... Dan Quayle. Some of you are like, who? Yeah, see, Dan Quayle was George H.W. Bush's right hand. Look it up, it's on Google. While Mike Greenwell was Wade Boggs' right hand. Till Marco Adams talked to Penthouse. As Dan Quayle was misspelling potato in front of school kids, Greenwell was screaming foul at both Marco and Jose Canseco. Well, see, Jose Canseco had his own Madonna thing going on and a couple of nice shots, and I don't mean at the bar. Quail soon disappeared from politics while Gator started disappearing from the Sox lineup. Uh, oil can boy. There's another oldie but goodie. He's former Vermont Governor Howard Dean. Yeah, oil can was on fire, shutouts and completes games, and incredible energy. Howard Dean, incredible energy and looked like 2004 was going to be his year. Oil Can thought 86 would be his year. Oil Can quit on the team. And Dean let out that scream. He let out the scream. (laughs) Give me that scream one more time. Yeah, one more time. (laughs) Yeah, see, Howard Dean lost his chance after that, and Oil Can Boyd missed out on Game 7 in the 86 World Series. Brian Hoyer. Well, he's former Governor Mitt Romney. Well, you know, Mitt admitted that he had binders full 
while Hoyer knows a thing or two about carrying around a binder. Thank God it's all digital right now, huh, Brian? Romney from Michigan, then ran for senator here, became governor here, ran for president, became a senator in another state. Hoyer has played in New England, Cleveland, Houston, Arizona, San Francisco, Chicago, and Indy. So Hoyer should probably run for office. Just make sure you leave that binder behind, son. They'll dig that up during your campaign. And the final number two that's infamous in Boston history is Ennis Cantor Freedom. You knew I couldn't let him go. He's Geraldine Ferraro. See, Geraldine Ferraro, she could have been the first woman vice president if they won in 84 with Walter Mondale. But she had no defense for the issues brought up about her husband, who might have been and might not have been a good fella. Ennis, he just has no defense. Period. Forget about it. See, Geraldine Ferraro became a champion for women's causes, while Ennis is now trying to find a cause, like a cause for a team to give him a roster spot. Mondale and Ferraro lost every state except for Minnesota in 84, the home state of Walter Mondale. Ennis Freedom has lost every locker room in the NBA, so hopefully that CPAP machine is helping Ennis sleep well at night. It's Late Night with KJ, WEEI, Celtics Talk Next. Thanks for hanging out. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.